I can't believe it. This has never happened before. As the other side took over, it was so impressed by the void and its lack of aural information that it began immediately to make new calculations based on what could have happened to have caused such silence. It stopped its whirring and clicking, dinged, and spat out a piece of paper saying simply, more data needed. Yes, more data was indeed needed. For the first time in my life, in some kind of tenuous, directly post-treaty peacetime, my subconscious and my conscious, without having really said it, decided to work together. A new day indeed. On the first day, I just used my lunch hour, too unstable yet to change too much my routine. I needed something to hold on to and an anchor in the wind. I stood before my door and just opened it first and listened. Even my quiet hall would invariably give away the contents of its boxes. Some sort of sound would give away who was still here if I waited long enough. I sat for half an hour and heard nothing. Not wanting to waste time, I ventured into the hall and just waited again. Again, nothing. My building is a classic one. Down the hall, there are doors on both sides. You then take a left and there is another hall. Then a left and again a hall. Then a last left and there is the last hall, making a large square. The elevators are on only one side of the building. So I ventured down my hall away from the elevators. I stood for a while and heard nothing. I turned the corner and did the same. By the time I came back to my own door, the hour was up and nothing of consequence was noted. Nothing at all. Even standing by the elevators, I heard no movement. Were they in disrepair or simply shut off? When I returned to my desk for work, my mind, above my work at some other level, began to wonder as I continued to crunch numbers. At 4 p.m. it was decided amongst the different committees living in my brain that we needed more time for reconnaissance, that an hour a day would not do. Not wasting any time, we drafted a letter to our boss. I hadn't heard from him in forever and a day. Well, 43 days, actually. As it turns out, the backlog of work to be done by numbers people in our firm because of absences from my colleagues could very well keep me working for some time. Money continued to be deposited in my account. All of the automatic billing continued to function. I, along with the building, as far as I could tell, continued to have water, electricity, and internet. What more does one need? Well, food, of course. Can it be that the committee in charge of my stomach was influential in my fact-finding mission? <laughs> Plausible. Nonetheless, I requested to begin working half-days in my memo to the boss, and knowing full well that there would be no answer, decided that I would begin my days as I always had, either writing in my journal or planning for my newest adventure. I would then start work at 7 a.m., end at noon, 
and my afternoons would be spent gathering information. So far, the sixth floor had been plotted. I would work my way up first, I think, although that hadn't been decided conclusively. But one particular aspect of this new way of timing had to be addressed separately. My mother raised me to be very cognizant of morality. We weren't a part of some kind of fundamentalist religion as such, but she, throughout my upbringing, and knowing full well that the logic of such things needed to be explained to me, taught me patiently, diligently, to be a good person. Mom taught me to be an upstanding citizen who would never steal or cheat people, would treat the least of us with kindness and gentleness, and would always be thinking about the social implications of my actions. That is just how she was. Better to keep your actions pure and save yourself the future cleaning of your heart's dustbin, was some kind of strange mantra she would repeat. Already inclined to purism of all forms, I took what she said to heart. I listened to what she said and took her words as the moral truth, unquestioned. I tried to live my life as my mother taught me. I live a life I can be proud of. She can be as well, wherever she may now reside. Dear Mom, So obviously, the question of stealing my neighbor's leftover food, to break and enter their apartments for my own survival, if my supposition is true that I am the last man living in our building, was a moral conundrum. These lines, taught to be steadfast and unchanging, would have to give in order for me to survive. I needed to find a rationalization. Surely, I could find one in these. The time is of great need. For now, though, the mission was clear. To find out who was here and who was not. That gives me time, then, to come up with a plausible and honorable moral stance.